hit that bell like a fucking Israeli person hitting a Palestinian child? I really want to talk about like logistics and stuff because so you have like the you know you have like the big brother military background and stuff and I feel like you can talk more about like the logistics aspect of it. Yeah, so for logistics the main thing is that um you want to pick a, a like a camouflage pattern that you can get like a lot of. So one problem that a lot of guys will do is they'll be like, oh yeah, like I order this weird like Russian pattern or some pattern that mm -hmm. I can get from like, you know, some some like overseas country. But as soon as you start looking into like what happened around COVID shit and uh, stuff like that, like stuff gets hard to get internationally. Um, if there's ever like a big um, event that occurred, it would end up, you know, the borders would get closed down and stuff. So the main thing with like the logistics is you should have something to where you can get pretty availably um, or pretty like uh, like readily, I guess is the right word. So, you know, it's cool if, if you and your guys want to run like Belgian jigsaw, like that's sweet. It looks cool. But if you can only get it from one, one or two distributors online and they're all shipping internationally, logistically, it's going to suck. Um, Right. I think with like COVID and stuff and everything slowing down, I feel like that's woken up a lot of people because everyone was like booling out of their mind. Like, yeah, dude, I'm going to run like comb Arctic and I'm going to run Belgian jigsaw and I'm going to run Canadian pattern, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And now people are like, well, you know, <laughs> multicam is pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> multicam patterns are pretty cool, man. And, uh, geez, these foreign materials are starting to really hike up in price. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, too, is like, so if you're running like Flectarn, for example, mm -hmm. yeah, it's cheap which to get. Are. Right. Which it's cheap. And, um, that's another thing logistically, too, is like you want something that'll be readily readily available so if you pick up a buddy who's like hey like i want to come out i want to train with you guys and all that stuff um and they're like you know instantly told okay well you need to go out and buy this stuff that's going to take three weeks to ship to your house from russia it costs this much money and you can only get it in one cut that's mm -hmm. not going to fly and at the same time saying like hey yeah you have to order this stuff um that you can get from like a bunch of people but it's like emerson and like shitty um variety and yeah you run you're gonna ship it from like hong kong yeah and i mean it can be the same thing like hey you need to get this and it but it's it's only made by cry or like you you right we only are running like patagonia aor one or two or something weird like that like you should get something to where if you're if you're looking at some somebody new who may not have the money or the budget to spend on gear, um, they're not instantly turned off by the uniformity because then they're going to say, well, I just kind of want to run this like it works for me. And then you yeah. start losing that uniformity aspect that you need yep. to strive for. And if you want like a serious, like if you actually want a group of dudes, right, you don't want to already have someone mentally like $2,000 in debt just on uniforms, you know? Oh, yeah. And and that's the that's the big thing too is like, you know, like for us in the summertime, um, we run tropics. So there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, but 
and I'll hit on it, but like the logistics aspect is because you can go and you can buy like a TMC set in Tropic and it's cheap. Um, yeah, or you for can like go 90 ahead and, bucks. Yeah, or you can go ahead and buy the Cry. Like if you can get a set for under 80 to 100 bucks, um, mm-hmm. that's going to be comfortable at least. And I mean, you can buy like True Spec, so you can get like, um, technically it's ACU cut, but like BDUs in it. You can right. get combat uniforms in it. You can get field uniforms in it. Like you can and have those, a variety. And those dudes are still using the same materials. It's still 50 50, like no melt, no drip Nyko. Right. So, I mean, it's the same material. I mean, it's not going to be the same stitching quality. It's not going to be the same this and that, but it's definitely going to serve you well. Yeah, and, like, for me, when I wanted to try it out, like, a little over a year ago, um, I had purchased a combat shirt that was made by... It's not TMC. It's called The Mercenary Company. It's, like, some yep. some other cheap, like, Chinese or whatever company. Um, but I bought my stuff off there. They have, like, an Amazon store i bought it it shipped to my house and then i went out into the woods um almost like exactly a year ago and tried it out and went to see like how well it worked and realized that even in the winter because when i went up and tried it out for the first time and like did some testing with uh with a friend of mine at the time like it was dead of winter like we camped out underneath a tarp and it was negative four degrees (laughs) Like, it was so fucking cold. It was opening day, too, like, November 15th. Um, So, it was funny. And, like, we went to this spot because it's, like, super, uh, you know, it's, like, pretty far north, but it's super uh, uh, secluded. And we went there because we were like, well, everybody's going to be fucking deer hunting. And so, we don't want to go to the populated area that's only, like, two hours north of us. So, we're going to drive, like, four and a half hours, dude. As soon as we got out there and stepped out of the car, we were like holy shit it is cold (laughs) (laughs) bad idea yeah it was fun though but that's a that's another thing too that i see a lot with like camouflage and especially as they're getting advertised or just people talking about them like this pattern versus this pattern for this environment right they'll literally take like the uniform and throw it on the ground and take pictures of it and it's like that's not how like these aren't invisibility cloaks man like that's not how this works so you like one have thing, to actually apply the fundamentals of camouflage in order for it to work. So basically what we did to test out this pattern, and we um, we actually tested out, because I had my Desert Knight um, like raid mod top that, that I got and modified and stuff, um, and I wanted to test that out too, just to see how it worked. Um, but we tested out these patterns by... You know, we had we had my vehicle and we had like our camp area, and then there was like a little a little path that you could drive into, and then on the other end there was some uh, trees and stuff like that. And it, it was it was pretty sparse, especially because it's winter, so right. like all the leaves and stuff are dead. There's some logs on the ground. I mean, it's just like a general like generic woodland landscape. Uh, nothing too thick. I mean, I could navigate through it pretty easily. So what we would do is we had our radios on us, and he would turn around behind the vehicle. I would run out to a spot, lay down, and tell him on the radio, hey, I'm I'm ready. And I would be at a point to where I could, if I needed to, aim at him with a rifle um, to where I was looking at him like I wasn't burying my head or anything like that. Like right. I constantly had a visual on him. And uh, he would pretty much just not pass that road, but just look and see if he could pick out um, like articles of clothing or my shape or anything like that or something shining on me. Um, and luckily, you know, the, the best part about winter, um, 
is that you know since we're like hyperborean males we can uh we can blend in a little bit better (laughs) but uh exactly no the main things that he was picking out were like um you know i had like a black wool beanie on and he would see like a little like like a chunk of the black um and he would say and you know i'd have a hood up or whatever with that dnc top and he would say like hey i can see your hoodie um i have a like a jacket that's a little bit darker uh, it's like a triple out design jacket they have like a color that's um it's kind of like a dark grayish blue and yeah. I, I had that on for an insulating layer underneath the tropic when i was trying that and i had the hood up because it was fucking cold and uh he could see it so then when i ended up putting on a helmet that was um mass gray at the time and you know securing a couple of other things he he said that i mean half the time i'd go out there and he wouldn't be able to see me and he was actively looking for me too uh, especially when i'd start kind of covering myself up with snow and i have a couple pictures i can send you from from like that trip but yeah it, there's a picture that and i'm standing there and like dude it looks like i pissed myself because i was laying down on the snow and i'd cover myself yeah. <laughs> with snow and it melted so i think you shared those to the to the chat before but i mean that that also like you're talking about covering yourself in snow that also goes back to like the field crap aspect of camouflage which like i was telling somebody earlier like i was telling one of my guys i can fit into an environment better in just regular clothes than someone who's in like a full camouflage uniform can in that specific environment just off of field craft alone oh yeah like and, just because like if that person has no idea what they're doing with that camouflage you know it it you know that field craft aspect of it is huge and a lot of people don't want to even touch that subject because it's not cool for the for instagram or whatever oh yeah and that's the main thing that a lot of people miss out on is the field craft aspect like i i mean if you watch like brent 0331 videos or something like that like you can see he'll go out there wearing a flight suit that's either tan or green and he can blend and the field craft aspect goes into like a ton of stuff so you know one thing that i always tell people is i shill hard for like coyote brown versus ranger green um and i i also will um shill for for ppe alone and i can go into this later but um just regular straight multi-cam i think works great for ppe but the reason being is because it has a tan base, so it's lighter. Um, yep. So if you are in an environment that's woodland and wooded and, and whatnot, like both of us live in, um, you know, you can you can coat mud on yourself and you can darken your clothing. I mean, hell, like when when I was at a, you know, at our buddy's cabin, um, like we were we were shooting and it was raining hard out when we were shooting i had my play carrier on and stuff and it's coyote brown and i went okay i'm gonna break this in a little bit and i just started taking mud from the ground and just rubbing it all into the play carrier and the uh i have like a Haley strategic micro placard yep. on the front um because the stock like thing on it i can't run ak mags very well so i had that on and um i mean my mags still have dirt on them and <laughs> they actually look because i ordered one of those rifle dynamics ss leto mags um for the yeah. ak and dude the it like without looking intently they look exactly the same because they're the same uh uh bulgarian 762 mags like the polymer ones and then like the mud is kind of the same shade on them so it's kind of funny but i mean like for in my unit um before we went to this uh like training exercise our sniper section they they put on their ghillies that they made and as a base they use our desert pattern 
and so they were like crawling through mud behind our like our building and uh yep and i was standing out like out back and um i was like talking to the one dude who was uh he's like one of the snipers and i was like just out of curiosity like why do you guys run um deserts and i already kind of knew the answer but i was waiting for him to to explain and he said he was like well because you can always make a light pattern darker but you can't necessarily make a dark pattern lighter yep and that goes back to like you know black being the most unnatural color in a natural environment and that's also the reason why like i remember when acus were a thing right like the digital army pattern yeah and people were like this isn't gonna this doesn't blend into anything and then they would relieve dudes on rotation right and they'd be like oh shit like this camo is actually working because they've been out there and they've acclimated the camouflage pattern to oh, the yeah. environment. I mean, they've crawled around in the dirt. They've gotten hit yep. in like dust storms and stuff. So they're at the point where most of that natural earth is on their uniforms. It's on their bodies. Um, yep. I mean, you can even look at like those like weird African Zulu mud men or whatever. And I mean, yeah. this kind of goes the opposite direction because they're dark as shit. Like, they're pretty much fucking purple out there crawling around. But they, like, yep. completely cover themselves in mud. And they'll just crawl up on, like, a either a group of, like, I don't know, unsuspecting Zulu warriors or, like, an elephant or something. Yeah. And, like, dude, they're gone. Like, you can't see them. Yeah. You can't see them, dude. And that's fieldcraft, man. That's literally like, the fieldcraft aspect. It's just, like, basic aspect. fieldcraft. And so a lot of people, like, going back to the, um, like, the thing with, like, yeah, we run Tropic and they, uh, in the summer, um, and also the winter too, if you needed, like if you're in a heavy pine region, uh, like yep. the Finnish special forces use tropic and, um, and also like, uh, you know, that, that Pencat Wildwood set that I sent to you. Oh um, man. Yeah. Dude, I love, I love that pattern, but, uh, it's such a good pattern. It is so good. But the, the colorization of it was, is based off of tropic because the Polish Grom were using Pencat green zone, they wanted something that would work a little bit better. They did some testing and found that Tropic worked the best, but they wanted to keep the Pencot pattern because it works like, incredibly well. And so they just yeah, used the same, same colorization. I mean, it looks like shit, but I mean, so does Con Camo. Dude, Con, Con Camo literally looks like puke, but it works it's, so well. <laughs> yeah, it looks like absolute puke. But again, it's another camouflage that works. You know? Yeah. And a lot of this stuff, though, goes back to, like, logistics. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's another thing about, like, so we're talking about the fieldcraft aspect. All camouflage patterns are for, really, is to just make it easier on the end user. Because, like, you, it's, I don't know, I don't look at camouflage as the end result. Like, all right, this is what I need it to be. It's just a really good palette, you know? Like, it's a really good foundation. Well, because it already breaks up your shape, and if you add in more of the natural environment and stuff it helps break up your shape even further. Like, uh, you know, so one thing that I, that I asked for for Christmas, um, and I'm going to buy regardless if I don't get it is, uh, is like a Viper hood, but in multicam because multicam is a good base pattern. It breaks up shape. Well, it has like good micro and macro elements. And with the Viper hood, you could just add natural foliage to break up your shape, which is, you know, one of the five S's of camouflage. But, um, you know, with the, um, with like you know, Penka and Con Camo, and I mean you can look up like Phantom Leaf. Have you ever seen Phantom Leaf? Phantom Leaf is kind of sexy, yeah. Yeah, like all that stuff. Yeah, dude, it's sweet, but it all goes back to the logistics. So if the yep. only, uh, you know, okay, Con Camo, 
like, let's say that uh, I go into my group chat now and I tell all my buddies, hey, we're running con camo starting, you know, tomorrow. You better have that shit. They pretty much have like two options. They have Leo Kohler and they have UF Pro. And Leo Kohler is extremely expensive to get shipped and it's extremely expensive. And UF Pro is hard as hell to find someone who's actually going to ship it. Yep. And so, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, we can just order from this website. Yeah, that's cool. What happens when that website is no longer up? What happens when you can't ship internationally because of a natural disaster or a poo-poo-pee-pee pandemic or something like that, right? <laughs> right. So uh, that's like the problem with the logistics, and, and that's, it's a mindset, right? Like, yep. And like I was telling you before, logistically speaking, the best patterns in my mind are like M81, Multicam, and ATAX. And yep. M81 and Multicam for me are off the, uh, um, I guess off the, off limits, like base, like base vanilla Multicam, you know, regular transitional. Right. Um, and M81. Yeah, those are, those are a no-go here too, just because of all the militias that are running regular ass Multicam and all of the domestic law enforcement units that are running regular Multicam. Oh yeah. And because and the, the main thing, too, is like, you know, the, the main purpose of, well, not the main purpose, but another large purpose of camouflage is the uh, is the IFF aspect. So Absolutely. it's like wearing it's like wearing sports jerseys. You know, if, if you're playing football and you're a quarterback or whatever and you need to look at the guy to throw to, you're going to look for the guys wearing the same color as you. Alternately. Yep. If you if something if something pops off or something happens, and you and all your friends are wearing different patterns, and all that, um, for a number of reasons that's bad. We can go into that in a second, but um, you know one of the main things is the IFF. So with the same pattern that you're going to be, you know, if everybody's running the same pattern, it's it's appropriate IFF. Um, you know, and going back to like a sports team, if you have like a football team, you don't have the dudes being like, oh, well, you know, I kind of like these colors instead. I'm going to run these and uh, just just make sure that you throw the ball to me if I'm open. Uh, you know, just just look for me kind of thing. Or oh, I'm going to wear like a two by three patch with an X on it. And, and you're right, going yeah, to see me when there's the chaos it. going on of this game. That's not how it yeah, works. That's not um, how that works. And especially too, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the people that that go online and like talk about, oh, well, you know, me and my friends, we, we do whatever we want, but we just have like an IFF patch. It's like, okay. All right. Well, let me know how that sweat in your eyes is, <laughs> is going when you, well, you get into some shit, man. Yeah, let me know how that, how that eyelash that fell into your eye. <laughs> well, like that, you know, just like little stuff like and that. Just the just fact like, your day. okay. What if you're, uh, you know, what if this is real life? And you haven't slept in days because you've been pulling watches mm -hmm. and, and hiking and, you know, you got to do movements and, um, you know, you still got to make time to, to take videos to flex on the gram in the post-apocalypse. And, uh, that's right. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but that's right. if you haven't slept and you've been walking a lot and you come up on a small, uh, you know, like a couple small buildings and you want to clear them for, um, you know, resources or shelter or whatever, if you're going in there, there's the entire possibility that there's people in there. So if you clear those buildings, you don't know the layout. You know, if it's some if it's some random house in the woods or wherever you're at, and you're going through, and, and your buddy turns the corner, 
and you're tired as fuck because you haven't slept in days and you're hungry and like you just want to sit down and I mean dude just look at like playing video games when you're comfortable at home like all the time if you have no friendly indicators on like friendly fires on stuff like a game like that dude the amount of times that somebody turns a corner and you get spooked and shoot them and it's every time that's that's how I describe like that kind of scenario to people who who've never been in any type of shit before is like you like you ever play a new first person shooter you don't know the map you don't know oh yeah who is who and then you just fucking smoke like through your teammates and all that's, you, that's and, probably and, what you're gonna have to expect yeah right? and like, you're gonna you're gonna feel a little bad and be like oh sorry man haha but then you're just gonna go cap the point so they can respawn but yeah. but in real life i'm gonna fucking kill you because can't have that because you wanted to wear like your weird esoteric pattern that you can get from from a number of different places because that's hot stuff yeah. <laughs> you know, first off that guy probably got left in the dust a long time ago anyway but What's that? I said, first off, that guy probably just got left in the dust a long time ago. Anyway, I'm not taking his ass with me anywhere. Oh, I thought I thought that you uh, I thought that you were talking about the dude that I was referencing that that quote from. <laughs> that too, but <laughs> 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 that fucking too, but... but yeah, man, it's yeah. it it you have to have, and that goes to, that goes for like that's part of like macro camouflage, right? Like. It, it plays into the umbrella of it of uniformity and IFF because you have to be able to tell who is who and like a little IR little reflective armband or bullshit patch isn't going to help you at all yeah and people bring up like FSB dudes how they have like the, the high vis uh, patches dude or I can't sta- I cannot stand that argument but <laughs> they're wearing all the same shit like they're, they're literally they're wearing all the same stuff and they're going after bandits dude like, yeah they're going into a, a known location like they know who they're looking for. They they it's have they have like an entire red hair. Yeah, like, and they have the infrastructure and the intel that uh that tells them like, hey, you know, this is what your enemy's gonna be wearing. Which a lot of people, they, you know, you'll see dudes like online that that fall for whatever the latest uh, like hype beast camouflage is. So for the longest time, it was DNC okay. and it's like M eighty one and stuff too. So the Multi-cam problem with that, black. Well, yeah, the problem with Multicam black is, I mean, it doesn't work anyway. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, I mean, <laughs> it looks cool. Like I, I have a multicam black uh, combat top, mostly for the meme because, I'll tell you what, I had a twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card that I got as like a gift. Yeah. I can't remember if it was like for my birthday or for for something, but um, I uh, I dude, I could not think of anything that I needed, and um, I was like, well, I wonder what the cheapest like combat shirt I can get is and it was like 30 bucks and they had multi-cam black and I was like alright I'm gonna do it um, alright there we go <laughs> alright there it is but honestly the uh, it under nods like it worked fine yeah because the 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 uh, combat shirt was cheap the body of it glowed like no fucking other um, like right. Terry Davis was calling me out out there but uh, yeah uh, dude, I remember the picture of that it was like super higher reflective just the body of it but like the multicam black material was gone dude yeah i was gone and so what we did was we were at we were at uh you know our buddy's cabin and we had laid out because i brought like a full bin of camouflage literally for um testing under nods and we laid in the uh we laid on the side of like this hill right by his cabin the lights were off and stuff and we had um one or two dudes standing there with nods no we, we just had one set um 
out at the time, but we were like passing it around. So we would show, we had like everything laid out and he came out, turned around, turned the nods on and he didn't know what was what. And he'd just start picking out, okay, I can see that one. He would just guide me to it. And he would be like, okay, I can see this one. He'd guide me to it. And dude, I'd be stepping on like uniforms, like blouses and stuff to pick up one (laughs) like that he wouldn't see. Um, And stuff that worked amazing. Uh, AOR2 actually worked the best under night vision, which is one of the reasons why it was designed. Um, AOR2 worked extremely well. Multicam Black honestly did work well. M81 worked well. Um, Marpat worked really well. Uh, Woodland. You know, there's a couple patterns. I can't remember all of them, but um, a handful of them worked out really well. But at the same time, too, um, you know, so we kind of went off that and we were like, okay, you know, M81 worked well. And it's uh, it's widely available. It's cheap as hell. Um, at the time, the the dude in our uh, in like our little friend group that uh, you know made the least amount of money. He could, I mean, he even had a set of M eighty one. His glowed like no fucking other under nods <laughs> because it had probably been bleached or you know washed with a shitty detergent. Um, but so we were gonna go with that. But then I mean, you go online if you if you are looking for you know a pattern you got to think okay who am i going to be fighting against if if something happens and i need to use all my cool guy gear and all my cool guy skills that i paid three hundred dollars for a course or eight hundred dollars for a course or whatever um who who, like who am i going to be utilizing this against who am i going to be defending myself against yep and if you that's another thing too that a lot of people don't think about like if you want to do some like recce shit for the future go to a few different gun ranges like outdoor indoor whatever and see who's doing what see what they got and because like it's nothing to see someone's like 24-hour rifle during the day and then you can just tell yourself like okay this dude's got this two thousand dollar laser on it probably got a set of four thousand dollar nods at home oh yeah you know and all of his buddies also have this same laser on there so you know who knows what's going to happen with those dudes but something to think about yeah, and something the the direction I was going into as well, which yeah, that's a good point. But also, I mean, you can be sitting at work or at home or whatever, and just go online and just mm-hmm. type in a few different hashtags of stuff and look. You know, it like I've gotten into like some um, SRA. Are you familiar with that? Uh, I don't know what SRA is. The Socialist Rifle Association or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten in, like I've gone on their subreddit a, a decent amount. Um, and I've looked at like different stuff online of them. And also if you look at, uh, you know, a lot of these riots and stuff, what Antifa is wearing is either all black or it's M81. And you look at what a lot of these, like, you know, militias that are going to do heinous shit, what they're wearing. It's all fishing vests. (laughs) (laughs) It's all black fishing vests. Yeah. It's like, it's like either all black or M81. So automatically, it's like, okay, M81 is off the table. And honestly, dude, yeah. when um, when a lot of this stuff started happening with these uh, riots, and there was, like, like groups from the DOD out there and, like, private contractors and stuff, and they were all decked yep. out in straight multicam, I was like, all right, multicam is kind of cool, I guess, because they're going to yeah. be on and my side. Out of nowhere. What's that, that Mormon militia? Oh my god, dude, that was that dude, was. Those guys were nuts. And that's a perfect example of why uniformity is so fucking important. Because, dude, yep. th- there was pictures of those guys going around, and everyone went 
what federal organization is this? <laughs> yeah, they're like, yo, is this DOD? Yeah, and like, everyone's oh, like, no, nah, dude, those are just Mormons. Dudes. Yeah, and and like the thing with I with uniformity is it's good for IFF. It's good for just group co- co- cohesion. Um, starting to stumble on my words, but yeah, group cohesion, and also if you are going to you know if if it's if it's fucking free for all um you know whatever and everybody's out there and you're like okay you know this is a known known area where a lot of people travel um me and my guys we're gonna set up and we're gonna ambush because we're low as fuck on supplies um whatever you know this is like a made-up fucking hypothetical but um are you, you know, everybody naturally is going to take the path of least resistance, so are you going to take, are you going to take on the guys that are all wearing what the fuck ever, they have poor, you know, discipline, they're not in, like, a good formation, they're not keeping their head on a swivel, they're not turning around, they're not using hand and arm signals, you don't see any antennas coming off of any guys indicating they have comms, you don't yeah, have... And they're all scared, and you can tell that they're scared because yeah. they're five meters apart that and they're yeah they're bunched up like they have you know shitty rifle builds stuff like that they don't have anything quality or are you gonna try to take on the dudes that are all in like a perfect like fucking playbook formation heads on a swivel like they got comms they're doing comm checks like they got good good stuff with them they're all wearing the same gear um and it's it's that thing too where at that point you are like becoming the hard target and it's it's a good defense because people aren't going to want to try to get you and a lot of people say like oh yeah you should be like you know a gray man or whatever because um you know if you're a hard target people know that you have stuff and they're going to want to try to get it but at the same time if you are alone maybe like if you're one dude running out with like your your 5.11 pants and like six rifles on you trying to like run through a city (laughs) yeah like maybe somebody's gonna try to take you but it's not because you're too hard of a target and they think that you have good shit (laughs) no yeah that's i don't know that that whole gray man versus hard target shouldn't be a versus thing like and we've talked about it before but i'm gonna say it again it's it's a it's a utility in a toolbox it's a tool in toolbox man like hard target has its spot gray man has its spot i mean yeah. Even in like domestic law enforcement, gray man has its spot. Look at detectives. You know, look at narcs. Mm-hmm. They're they're working at night, playing clothes with jays on their feet, man. Like these dudes have like dreadlocks. Even. Yeah. There okay. is um. I can't remember what uh. Oh yeah. Um. This dude in my unit was telling me because he's been in like for a little while, but he was saying that uh. That there was this dude who would show up. You know, because we're we're reservists. He would show up to this to drill. And he'd have, like, long hair and a beard, and he wasn't allowed to shave it because he was, like, an undercover detective or cop or something, and it was, like, part of work. And so he was able to get all this shit waved, and they couldn't say anything. So this dude, you know, everybody would be in, like, formation and uniform with, like, you know, (laughs) fresh haircuts, fresh shave, and then you have, like, one dude on the end with, like, long hair, like, wrapped up (laughs) and a beard. Yeah, fucking private scrugs over there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fucking private investigator Schmuckatelli. (laughs) <laughs> but. Yeah, it's insane man like but yeah it should not be an argument it should just be a you know basic who what when where why well yeah and it's like anything else right if you're if you're gonna go outside and you're gonna pick you're gonna pick your clothing if it's cold and fucking rainy as hell in march you're not gonna go out there in like short shorts and a t-shirt right alternatively you're not gonna pick a camouflage that's for you know, 
down south florida if you're in like northern alaska arctic circle yeah or like nevada like the southwest um so it's just one of those other things where it's like a it's another tool to use so if i'm gonna go into the the city and if i'm gonna go with some friends and and we're gonna go and we're gonna scout out some spots that we could use in case of an emergency um you know say a couple of us work in the city and we need a place to if, if something happens like a natural disaster there's a there's riots or something we need a place to where we can we can uh meet up and and be safe like i'm not going to go out there wearing like a plate carrier and like camouflage nope. right i'm going to go right. out there wearing whatever i wore to work and yep you know people will say like oh this is my gray man loadout and it's like well your gray man loadout should just be what you wear and on a daily yeah. basis you know if you're like <laughs> that do. weird dude that wears like you know whatever to like work like oh yeah, yeah. i got my my fucking 511 pants i'm going to target um yeah this yeah. dude's got a dresser and a closet right <laughs> <laughs> both labeled <laughs> fuck that shit yeah no exa- yeah dude your gray man shit should be like what you wear every day because here's the thing too like uh city dudes don't have to really deal with it a lot but like in smaller towns and stuff you can really get away with a, like some damn near hard target shit oh yeah as your gray man like because it would be nothing like when i was living in kentucky to see me running around in like cries or whatever like oh there's my getting gas you know it's like yeah yeah and i remember like when we first started talking you said that you had uh you were like m81 all the time like those beyond clothing pants and oh yeah, dude. If I would it's wear normal in your environment, it's normal. Like, dude, here, I mean, like where I work, even like some of the upper management and stuff, they come in and their jacket is like real tree camo because they go hunting and they're hunters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different if I go in my like jacket is some weird like I don't know, some weird military militaristic camouflage, um, or if I go in like oh you know it was raining out and I wear like a multi-cam Gore-Tex jacket it's going to be a little weird but that's all part of like establishing the baseline and then not deviating from that so that's the whole thing with the gray man right it's like right. you establish your baseline of what's normal um, if I'm in the south like in some backwoods hick town um, or like in some like Appalachian poor town and I'm wearing like a $3,000 suit that's out of place as fuck if oh I'm, hell yeah dude. if i'm walking You're down getting... wall street and i'm wearing like you know multi-cam cargo pants that are cut off into shorts and like you know a yeah, t-shirt no that has guy. my insert uh veteran coffee company uh branding on it <laughs> like that's gonna be out of place as fuck too yeah but i mean and you can, that can go back to acclimating your camouflage too like just wearing it around town if you live in a you i mean if you live in a small town that's something you can do if you live in a large town with big population like that's not gonna really really fucking matter at that point because you're just another another npc in the world yeah at that point yeah i mean for me like i for work anyway i have to wear like business casual stuff so if i was gonna go and you know scout around with more um i guess technical clothing like i have a pair of eddie bauer pants that are normal five pocket pants um (laughs) and they're uh like they have a DWR treatment on them. I wear them to work and stuff because they don't look out of place at all. Um, and I would wear like a moisture wicking polo, and that yep. would be my 
like quote unquote gray man uniform like just tan colored pants khaki colored pants or whatever and like a gray polo and or even like a black polo I mean at that point you're mixing like the black and tan you look like a fed which honestly dude black and tan is one of my favorite color combinations and black and green but it's a good beer too no yeah and um like my plate carrier is pretty much all like black and tan and it's not on purpose it's just how it how it came out to be and i, yeah. I love it <laughs> well tan, like that's the thing about like coyote brown too like talking about tan is the marine corps did a huge study with like natural colors and stuff mm-hmm. and i think you you told me about that and i finally found it but like coyote brown and like gray are the two most common colors in a natural environment yep. and like i don't know ranger green olive drab those are two great colors right but they're just super dark i mean i don't know if you've ever gotten <laughs> fucking soaked because of the rain and i don't care what you're wearing you're, oh, you're like soaked. six shades darker yeah you're basically wearing fucking black dude and yep. like more people will be of that mindset uh hopefully it won't be too late but they got to convert to the church of coyote brown man because it's ranger green ain't oh yeah like, that shit's ranger green's cool hell yeah ranger green is cool is it cooler than coyote brown i don't know but it works yeah coyote brown just works man like a lot of small accent stuff um, I'll get it as like Ranger Green or whatever just because I like the color like uh, I, I have a hat made by uh, Hill People Gear that I bought when I bought like a pack from them a couple of years ago and um, and that that hat is like so worn in that like it almost has like its own camouflage on it because it's got lighter spots it's got like darker spots from sweat stains um, you know it's it's if I coated some dirt in it or whatever too I mean it would blend it it's got dirt on it <laughs> but um right I mean, I've had this hat for like years and years and years and I'll wear it as if I'm going out and, uh, you know, I'm going to put my gear on and I'm going to put my, uh, my camouflage on and I just want to wear like a regular hat, dude, I'll just throw on this, this hat. Um, and I mean, it, it, it's fine. Like it's never been like a target indicator for me. Um, and I mean like a, like a net gator, I have like ranger green net gators, um, you know, random ranger green stuff that I'll have that is fine. I mean, if you, if you are like, okay, this is my like winter loadout or whatever. I mean, hell, like generally I'll wear black, black shoes out in the woods. Um, but yeah, the, uh, you, you don't need to be like full on. Um, I mean, you can have like small accents of different stuff. Um, so having like some ranger green or whatever is, is completely fine it's not like you're going to give away your position and like you said it all has to come, go down to um um like field craft yeah and that's so there was one thing i was doing it was it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a experimental thing i've been doing is but so i run a pair of those uh fancy Solomon boots or whatever and in their burrow brown color mm-hmm. and so when I think about camouflage I think about oh, I'm going to be standing most of the time anyway so I need I want my layers to kind of match up so that burrow brown actually matches up perfectly with the floor of the forests here and the woods here and when I realized that I, I was on the back of a four-wheeler and my feet were just kind of dangling because I was riding bitch <laughs> and the whole as the colors were passing by everything gets mixed together yeah and it perfectly matched that the color of my boot and i was like man there might be something to this so one cool thing that i like to do is i'll get like a 
like I'll get my phone and I'll just like wave it around as I'm taking a picture and I turn like, you know, live pictures off or whatever. And whatever like mash of colors is in there, I'll try to compare it to the camouflage patterns that I'm thinking about using mm-hmm. and I'll go from there. Cause that, and that, and that's basically like your macro palette for your pattern or your field craft stuff. Like, okay, yes, there's a lot of green here. However, when I, when I actually like splotch it that way, turns out there's actually a lot more brown and right. a lot more gray than what I thought because not only is like there's a lot of a lot of forests and vegetation here but there's a shit ton of rocks man like yep. it's nothing for there just to be boulders and boulders or and just another, like natural occurring gravel so that's an, another thing that's interesting about gray is that um your brain naturally fills in gray with surrounding colors yes so if you have like a chest rig or whatever that's gray or you know you're wearing gray boots or um something like that it's gonna fill in with the surrounding colors and, and it's it's a very fine line because if you're wearing like a full gray suit um you're gonna be spotted pretty easily but yep. if you are wearing like if you buy like a gray gray pants and a gray jacket and you color cover them with dirt and mud of your um ao then it's going to work pretty well. So, yeah, and another and that's, thing... I mean, Sorry, that's why, you know, ACU was working so well, like two weeks into a deployment, but yeah, yeah I mean, and it's... nobody wants to admit it because ACU or UCP or whatever, it's fucking it's like, ugly. It's ugly as fuck. And it it's looks super gross. Fucking ugly. And the testing that was done was not nearly sufficient as the testing that the Marine Corps did with MARPAT. Like yep. I am, I'm a MARPAT in, I'm a Marpet shill. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Um, and it's not just because of like some Stockholm syndrome shit, but it's because I was at a, I was at an air range and it was a handful of, of us Marines. And we were working with, uh, some U S special forces dudes. Um, there were some air force JTACs there. And then there were some British JTACs there. All those dudes are wearing multicam. All of us are wearing Marpet. And, we're on this hill and it's like grassy and then in like the actual range that we were on the edge of was all sand and like out in the distance there were some trees and like burnt out uh like you know vehicles and stuff that we were calling these airstrikes in on and it was winter by the way too it was in uh new jersey it was like cold as fuck but so a couple dudes too were wearing like uh like jackets and stuff i i had a couple jackets on and in my play carrier because we had to wear like ppe on the range but you know, as as the the sun would be up, and then as it would get darker, I could see the Marpat versus the multicam, and the Marpat worked like a lot better. And then there was two main areas where people were hanging out at, and there was like a small thing of trees um, between the two. Like you had to walk through this small path, and then you would get to yeah. this other spot where there was like this little tower that that you could stand in and and call in uh, grids on and stuff. But um so we were walking to it so that way because you know we, we wanted to uh, like the way that British JTACs talk on the radio is like majestic as fuck like I don't know what it is <laughs> but they'll just like be talking in their goofy accents and they'll just be like oh yeah like there's a couple of tanks sprinkled about the area <laughs> like oh man like sprinkled that sounds good um, yeah I want to I'm hungry now yeah but yeah we uh, we were like walking through and, and there was this dude that was uh like one of the army SF dudes and he was kind of standing off to the side of the path on the phone talking to somebody and uh 
you know, it was like night, it was dark out and stuff, but we could still kind of see him and I could still make out a shape fine. And then on the other, on the way back, cause we went there, like hung out with the British dudes, we were walking back and there was a dude that was standing off the side of the path, like taking a piss. And we didn't see him until we could hear the piss hitting the ground. And then we realized like, Oh fuck, there's a dude standing right here. And he was just <laughs> some, like some dude just not even like trying to hide himself um, he wasn't like in the bushes or anything. He was just like, kind of off right. to the side of the path where you wouldn't run into him, just wearing fucking Marpat with a like a tan beanie and his uh, Coyote Brown plate carrier on, and like we barely saw him. Yeah, dude, Marpat's honestly insane. It's I don't know. I I still don't know how I feel about digital versus analog, but yeah. if if I was gonna run anything, I mean, I own a pair of Marpat Woodlands, but yeah, it would it too. would definitely be Marpat. But um, I want to. I want you to talk about like purpose of camouflage because I feel like you're able to talk about it better than I am. <laughs> the the main purpose of camouflage is to break up shape. Right. And that's that's put as like simply as possible. Um. So that's another reason too why, when, like me and my friends, we were gonna pick a camouflage. Um. We decided that tropic would be like a beneficial pattern because you have you know your clothing would be tropic and your ppe would be all multi-cam so the way that that works is that multi-cam is compatible with all the other multi-cams essentially so like with regular base multi-cam it works well with arid and tropic and um alpine black is just purely for aesthetic purposes um but you know the other three or the other two no three it uh it works good for and it's it provides an equal breaking of shape which is what the entire purpose of camouflage is is to break up the shape of the uh of the wearer so when you have you know multi-cam ppe and say in the summer you're running tropic in the winter you're running arid um, you don't need to have like a different PPE for the different seasons. You're strictly, you know, I have the same PPE that I can work in and wear in um, to further match my environment. And then my other patterns are, uh, you know, season specific. So that way, right. like, you know, it, it's just a constant breaking of shape. Um, so that's why I'd recommend like if you're going to go with different patterns, for different seasons um try to pick like a transitional that works well as like a uh a ppe color or pick like a coyote brown that works well as a ppe and then exactly. run kind of the same like uh same patterns for different seasons just in different colorways like you know pencott uh wildwood and pencott badlands or and then you know you get you get like some snowdrift uh stuff for for over whites um which is pretty fucking cute oh yeah and something snowdrift too is that a lot of uh, like European um, military dudes will do is they'll wear overweight bottoms with their green camouflage tops. And what that does yep. is if you're in like a heavy pine region, like you blend in fucking immaculately. Like the Norwegians do it to such great effect because Norwegian camo is fucking sick. And they'll wear like their little Norwegian overweights and they're basically invisible like on patrol in the wintry woods. Yeah, and that, that's like what I was saying with, I like to think about, you know, 
top to or bottom to top with camo or top to bottom it doesn't really matter but like that's a perfect example and that's probably something that i would i would end up doing too is running white bottoms and then like my regular pattern tops because it where i'm at it's we're lucky to get snow to stick so but when it does it stays for a while yeah i'm in fucking thule so we get snow like yeah six months <laughs> out of the year yeah i got that hyperborean camo dude um no but that was another so that thing was... too was when i was picking tropic like i looked at what other militaries use it and like i saw the, obviously the pictures of like the u.s special forces dudes in africa using it and they look fucking sweet right, right. but um when i found out that finnish special forces wore it and you know they have the option of uh finnish mo5 which is also like an insanely good camouflage pretty much like any like northern european camouflage is going to be amazing yeah um like a lot of Russian patterns, uh, Swedish, Norwegian, Finnish, like all those dudes have like insanely cool patterns that work really fucking well. Yeah, that was something we found out. Like with ATAX, for here, it would actually work. It could. It's an option, like logistically and fiscally speaking, for an all-year patterning. If you don't want to, you know, end up buying two different ones, just because of how wide it is and like. With the heavy vegetation here, and uh, how bright it is in the summer, I mean, all that green's gonna get reflected on you anyway. And I think I sent, I think I sent y'all that picture of my argument for multi-cam tropic in my area, and I had I posted it, and dudes were literally saying that like, oh, I put a green filter over it. No, oh no, wait, maybe. And then I would send like, and then I would send like the whole picture. Where like it was, was you like, oh, in the wow, woods, and and you can like you can even make out your legs. Yeah, it was like almost indistinguishable, but yeah. and that you know that just goes back to like knowing where to use the camo. Oh yeah, and that was something too that when we were doing camouflage testing at at our at our friend's cabin, we uh one thing that we did was I was wearing like ranger green pants, and then I was wearing a tiger stripe uh, raid modded top, um, and so the other guy that was one of the other guys that was with us was wearing tan pants and a multi-cam top and we and you know this is in like uh like december or something so like all the land is pretty much arid you know it's brown because all the leaves are dead and so we told the guys hey we're gonna you know turn around we're gonna run up the side of this hill we're gonna lay down and we're gonna yell and then you're gonna come and try to see who you can pick out first so we did it we ran up this hill laid down and they, they said that they could pick me up first. And they were like, move three feet to your left. And I did. And they go, yeah, you're fucking invisible. And I looked and it was because I was in a shadow that was being casted from a tree. You know, I yep. was wearing like a green pattern with a lot of black in it, um, like a horizontal pattern. And as soon as I went into the shadow, I was fucking invisible. Um, and we were laying on our stomachs and they were kind of behind us so they could see like our whole, you know, backside pretty much. Um and I was, they were like, dude, like, we know where you're at. You're not being covered by trees. We literally cannot see you. <laughs> and it yeah, was just, it's... it was just picking out the, the shadows to go in. So that's another thing too, is like, if you are picking a pattern that's like 95% effective in shadows, well, if you're not hanging out in shadows 95% of the time, <laughs> it's probably not a good pattern. And that goes back to, to like the logistics too. Man. What's that? So you probably definitely need to get something different at that point for oh, sure. Oh yeah. 
Um, but I mean, like yeah. with logistics too, I remember you were saying that you didn't see your buddy until he actually started pissing. And so like with, with sound, a lot of people don't want to, don't want to think about it or they overthink it. And then you get these like cringy YouTube videos on how to Fox walk through the woods and like, you don't need to do that. <laughs> like you could just literally, like, so you're about to go out, right? You got your dudes. You're about to go out. You plan a route, right? Like you, you should hopefully know your, your AO. You should hopefully know like where to go. That's not going to make a lot of noise. And you don't like, I always, when I was raised up North, when we would hunt and stuff, it was a lot easier to actually hunt because, you know, there was just pine needles everywhere. Yeah, there were some sticks and stuff, but you could just, you know, oh, just step over it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why, you know, down here it's a little bit more challenging because there are a crap ton of leaves in the fall. There's a crap ton of sticks in the summer after, like, floods and stuff. And But it's it's doable, and sound is definitely something you have to, like, take into consideration like even I know uh, a lot of military dudes practice like keeping canteens and shit full yep and you pour like, them into your whole... camelback because as you're sipping your camelback it sucks in so the water doesn't slosh around you. and you only use your canteens to refill your camelback and it's either full or empty yep. your, your canteens then, are like with gear and stuff being more uh, I don't know modular now you have a lot of excess crap hanging off of stuff and like getting that taken care of is a big deal too. It's like not only like metal on metal, like sling swivels clanking or like buckles making a bunch of noise, but you know, you have to worry about keeping it slim line Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be tearing down tree branches and shit on your way through places. You don't want to be, you know, getting stuck for one somewhere I mean, it just sound is such a. I would almost say like sound and smell are more important than like the visual almost, just because the visual is so easy. Like, because you just hide the your whole body behind a hill and boom, you're camouflage. Yeah. But if they, if yeah, they know cover versus that's, concealment too. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, I mean, if if they could just shoot a reverse azimuth basically on the wind direction and they can smell that you just got done cooking something, or, I don't know, they can smell human shit. Yeah. Because you don't shit in a hole and cover it when you're done. Well, like know, that's one, another thing. Yeah, like one thing that um that is a good thing to practice before going out on a patrol is, you know, you get all of your gear set up and you're, uh, you know, all of your guys are in basically in formation waiting to step, and then you have like your your squad leader go through and individually check every dude have him jump up and down a couple times and if you hear anything shaking or clacking yep. or making noise um you have him secure it so like one thing that happened um was that me and my buddy were going out we were scouting out this area and we were walking and i could hear like a little metal like ding noise that would happen every now and then and i was like what the fuck is that noise and i i would he was like hey like something metal is clacking on you and we looked and it was uh you know i have a couple I have like a hill people gear pack that has um it has the option to add like a hip belt on it and if yeah. you add that hip belt on there's two straps that go from the pack itself to the belt to help like um you know help with the load well they use metal g-hooks and because I didn't have the belt on 
the one metal G hook that I forgot to like I forgot to pull off the one thing of webbing with G hooks on both sides, it was hitting my uh, my gun, and it and okay, it would yeah. only hit it like every now and then. But when it would hit it, it would hit the slide, you know, the metal slide on on the HK, yeah. and it would make that like metal metallic like clink noise. So I just and- took the thing off put it in my pack and didn't hear it again yeah when you really start to actually get out in the woods like you get off a trailer or whatever and you're actually in it you'll find that like animals and stuff are actually not too keen about human beings walking through and it, it gets really quiet i mean there's still bugs and let's be honest if you stop hearing bugs you've probably got a bigger problem on your hands but <laughs> i mean we don't we don't worry about that well, you but, do yeah <laughs> that, that's another story for another time that's a different, that's a different episode podcast, two cryptids <laughs> yeah but yeah dude and it's shit gets it's fucking deafening like random noises coming off of you are deafening oh man. yeah like and you especially can especially at night or when, when the air is thinner and the, the noise travels a lot further yep. and like things that people don't realize is like you know, there was this one time where a handful of us were doing like a, a night patrol on in the winter and we were on this road and, and the one dude, he, uh, you know, our, our one friend, he saw out in the distance with, through his nod, there, there was a, a trail marker sign because we're on public land. There was mm-hmm. a trail marker sign and he was like, dude, there's something out there that's glowing like bright as fuck. And he, he was saying it on the radio. <laughs> I was number two man in the formation because um, I was leading it and I could I could hear him like, through my comms but i could hear him talking like you know 15 meters ahead because we were in like a like a basic calm right. formation where we're just staggered on opposite sides of the road um so i could hear him talking and i got in the comms and i was like dude you're being loud quiet the fuck <laughs> down and uh and he got Breathe, quieter man. and you know he he because he was kind of like like what the fuck is up there glowing um you know it's a new yeah. environment to him and you know, most most people have never like gone out in public land where you can hear people snowmobiling and four wheeling all day, and then go through a patrol mm-hmm. at night. And that's like one thing that you can do for a training exercise to really test out camo and make sure that your shit works. Is uh, you know, go out and um, you know, just just move through an area where there's people at. You know, obviously you don't want to be like walking through somebody's camp. Um, but if you're <laughs> if you're going through an area Full that's fucking kids, yeah rifles um but if you're going through an area that's heavily trafficked on uh on like four wheelers and and vehicles and stuff like that and um you have to peel off into the woods and and hide while they pass that's an extremely good test i mean there's been times where me and you know anywhere between one and four or five dudes are like laying on the ground like heads buried in the dirt as a as a dirt bike passes 10 meters away and they don't see us um, no idea yeah and but yeah like noise discipline is insane because at night everything travels further this was in the winter too and the the snow was like really hard and crusty so it was like reflecting the sound but yeah that shit sucks that Dude, or, i don't even want i don't even want to talk about fucking walking through hard snow yeah crunch crunch especially and it gets yeah, even worse fuck. if you're wearing like a like a calm he- headset that is like ear pro mixed with like amplification like Howards, uh-huh. sword ends, peltors. That's all you fucking hear. You just hear yourself fucking breathing, stepping on yeah. snow. And you're like, dude, I'm loud <laughs> as fuck. And then you like turn off the comms and you like put them on your head to where your ears are free. And you're like, okay, we're really not that loud. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay, thank God. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's, that's 
the, the, the noise discipline is a huge thing, and then light discipline is another fucking massive thing. Um, another, mm-hmm. another Especially person... like IR, dude, because a, yeah. a lot more people are taking out loans to get night vision because they're fucking scared, and they got like, these comfort blankets, and they think that, okay, the green light comes on, and I'm invisible now. Yeah. And that's not the case, man. Like, And if you're, I don't know, you got to be able to manage everything because not only... You have to worry about your IR light popping off, which is hugely, like that's that's brighter than like under nods. That's that's brighter than no nods with a white light in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And with how much shit it reflects off of, it's insane. But even just the green light, the backlight on your face from your nods is huge. Yeah, I mean, I have two stories, both of IR and visible, um, that show how important it is. So, um, story for IR was. I was doing a training exercise and we were pretty much short on guys. So me and my buddy both are like, all right, like we'll do, we'll do a watch. So some of our guys can sleep. Um, right. Cause we're kind of at that point where we're not we're like regularly doing watches at night. So we pretty much were just hanging out, um, sitting in chairs, like bullshitting. And then uh, every now and then, like, cause I was like the, the roving post so every now and then I just go walk around like the site where everyone's sleeping and make sure like, you know, everything's all good. So I'm walking through the woods and just checking up on the guys. And I had to run to my pack to grab something anyway. So I turn on my nods and it was pretty dark out. Um, and the, the brightness knob on my nods was like, fuck, like I could not turn up the brightness and they're like all the way down. Um, so I turned on the, the IR illuminator that's in the PBS 14s Yep. and I can see, and it's still kind of shitty, but whatever. And I'm walking back and, my buddy's like sitting there and he's smoking a cigarette and he's next to like uh like the tent that all of our gear is in. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to fuck with him. So I like walked around the back and I was going to try to sneak up on him and scare him. And uh, I was like looking on the ground, making sure that I didn't step into this moat that I made my dudes dig because it was like a couple nights before a river went through our tent because it was like pouring rain. Um, <laughs> so I was like, next morning I was like, Hey, did you guys eat? They're like, yep. And I was like, all right, start digging. But, uh, we, I was like walking, he just like turned to me and started talking and I was like, fuck, like, how did you see me? He's like, well, you got a bright ass light on. And I was like, fuck the IR illuminator. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like, a, <laughs> it's like a bright ass flashlight. Um, yep. and then another good example of visible light is, uh, you know, a handful of us were out in public land. We were going to go walk to this area. So we were, we were going down this, down this like dirt path. And, uh, from behind us, we can, we can see the light, the headlights of a truck coming. And it's like, dude, it's so dark that with nods on, like everything's just grainy because there's no ambient light to, to reflect or to amplify. I mean, yeah. So we're going to go peel off into the woods. There's a, there's, um, four of us. So we jump off into the woods and there was like, on the sides of the of the road, the the like little dirt road, there was uh, like a slight mound, and then the woods. So our one guy, he like went to jump into the woods, and he jumped over the little mound that he could see, but then his foot hit like a slightly higher one that was right behind it. He he pretty much ate shit, and as he fell, yeah, he fucking hit the pressure pad on his rifle, flashed the light for just a fucking second. He goes, oh, fuck, runs into the woods. We're all laying there in this truck that was coming up. It slows down, and there's two dudes <laughs> in the truck, and it slows down in front of us, and we're laying down, and I had a chem light that was in my uh, in my shoulder pocket, 
um, for like IFF and just so like dudes can see me. So I was like laying on the ground, like kind of on my right side to fucking bury it. And I was holding it with my hand too. So you could not see it. Um, and the guy was like, Oh, that was really weird. I just saw light like blinking there. And they like stood there for a second. They were looking and then they just drove off. And, uh, we were like, Oh fuck. If they would have had a flashlight and like shined it into the woods, dude, they would have probably seen us. (laughs) If they had nods on, they probably would have seen us. Um, Absolutely. And then another thing too is that, and this is camouflage for masking your trail, which relates to light and noise, was that right up the road we started walking again after the truck had passed, and I could see something. Like two of us had nods, two of us didn't. Like the guys on the front and the back of the formation had them, the guys in the middle didn't have them on. And I was in the front, and I was I was looking, and dude, something was glowing, like really fucking bright in the in the middle of the road, like up ahead. I call over the other guy that's in the back on the... I'm like, hey, do you see that up there? He was like, yeah, something's glowing hard as fuck. The other guys are like, I don't see shit. So we were like, all right, what the fuck? Like, we are super confused. I mean, mind you, we've already gone like 15 miles. Like, we're fucking tired. Through the woods, through swamps. Like, we've already gone through like two or three swamps. And it's like, you know, dark out when we start in the morning. So we get there, and we're walking up, and we see this thing glowing. And then we're like looking around we're looking around we can't figure out what it is and i like closed my eye that the pbs 14 was over so i was just looking through my naked eye couldn't figure out what it was i ended up looking down and uh on my helmet i had like a you know one of those um i can't remember the uh the princeton or prince tech or whatever lights uh you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah so I, yeah. I turned on like that really dim light and i looked and dude it was a cigarette butt that was laying there that wasn't fully like out. yeah and it was setting off such a fucking Fucking hard like ir signature um but that's another thing too is like if you're leaving a visible trail i mean you can have the coolest camouflage in the world you can have all the coolest high speed shit but as soon as you're leaving a trail of footprints cigarette butts smell noise like you know light flashing you know a campfire in your camp because you know you want to roast some fucking hot dogs that you got in the store like Instead of just eating them cold. Yeah, or just eating like an MRE <laughs> like, or like a mountain house. Like, dude, that's why I shill for like jet boils and stuff too. I mean, for my like cold weather man. kit, um, usually I'll carry something that I can use without the little butane thing so I can put over a fire just because yep. butane runs a lot, um, it runs out a lot faster in the cold and it's not as effective in the cold. But uh, so I still want a way to like heat up water and boil water. But. Dude, if you can avoid a campfire, yeah. and if you're trying to keep a low profile, don't light a campfire. Dude, and that's the thing. Unless someone's, like, hyping out on you, like, unless someone's, like, getting hypothermic or something, like, there's almost no reason in, like, a serious situation to have a campfire. And even if they're hyping out, man, they're, you have contingencies for that, I hope. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Like, dudes, dudes who want to, like, campfires are cool recreationally, and if you have a fireplace, like, that's about it. Oh, yeah. I would never seriously, I would never seriously just have an open fucking fire. It's A, that smoke is, like, I don't even have to talk about it. Like, everyone knows. Like, this, the fucking smell on your clothes will last for days. Mm-hmm. Fucking days. And then, like, that that also leads into, like, a whole fucking rabbit hole. Like, you have dudes who are looking for you, and you went to do your little gray man thing, and all of a sudden you now have underwear and, like, your hair smell like a campfire, and they just strike you to your fucking area that has a fucking campfire in it, probably going to put two or two together and then boom, 
they're gonna do what they want yep. with you. And yeah. it's just little shit like that. Like we we could play what if game all day, but I would never do. I would never seriously have a fucking fire going because yep. I'm never gonna assume that I'm not gonna go against near peer people. I would never assume that like I'm just good. And the thing too with that is that the best because there's been a couple times where like we have been cold and the and dude there's been times where my boots have been soaked through by the time I go to bed I wake up I go to put them on I can't even get my feet in them because they're frozen shut pretty much like they're frozen I can't stretch yep. them out to get my feet in um so we started a fire to to get them going or whatever but you have to do it the right way right so you dig a hole so that way your fire is inside the hole it's not visible but you know it's not visible by sight Right. Only exactly. burn small twigs. Only burn small dry twigs. They don't give off as much smoke. Most of the smoke is is like water and stuff in a twig, and you know it's the chemical reaction, blah blah blah. But you know if you put green stuff on a fire, that's how you make a smoke signal. If you put dry yeah. stuff, it's not going to smoke as bad. Um, so there's a lot of stuff. It all goes to the light noise discipline. I'm not going to go to a campfire and the next day go to work and smell like a campfire because that's outside the baseline right i'm going to be the only guy in there that smells like a campfire so yeah man all in all camouflage is a pretty hefty topic um there's a lot of considerations that people don't think about they think okay i have this cool pattern that i got that i you know paid top dollar for some expensive shit um you know like uh con camo ralph camo sitka camo phantom leaf blah 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 you name it um you know, you can buy the, the cool shit that you can, you pay $180 for, but if you don't know how to use it, and if your guys aren't wearing the same stuff, it's, I don't want to say it's pointless. But it's, it's all for nothing. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, I, I will say it's pointless. I will say it's all for fucking nothing. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to blend in, and you might know all the field craft, but until you are teaching your friends, and you're, and you're showing them, hey, this is this is what this is like at night. This is what this is like under this situation. And you really show them and show them the ropes and let them physically see. And one thing that we'll do too is like, we'll set up a camera and a tripod and go out and set, you know, get in a position be like, all right, take a picture. And we'll study that picture and figure out, okay, what is standing out on us? And if you look and it's, it's your push to talk, um, you know, either hide it, paint it, wrap it in uh like camouflage tape whatever for me i found that my mass gray helmet was was standing out in the green so i spray painted mm-hmm. it and i made it mostly tan and green and you know i put a netting over it to help one that it looks cool but also because to break up the shape um yeah and the only things on my helmet is on one side uh i have like the ir and on the other side i have like a very dull um glow in the dark patch for iff um so, right, but yeah, camouflage is it's it's a huge topic, man. I mean, the you just have to figure out the basics and go from there. And I don't know if you if you didn't grow up hunting or you're not in the military and stuff, it's gonna be a little bit harder. But you have you gotta like, study it, man. Friends, it's like man. anything else. Like, you have buddies. It's you a discipline. Who, I guarantee you. Who I guarantee you know it. But yeah, it and it is. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's all I got right now. Yeah, I think we pretty much touched all that stuff. Yep. So, I mean, there's really nothing else to to go over. I mean, it's no. don't oh, be oh, a fucking you, idiot. Yeah. At this don't point, it's out. like, all right, let's go outside and start doing some prac app. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. Um, you know, if if 
we get more than like 20 people that listen to this or people that like it, we can uh, start doing some other topics and go from there. Yeah, definitely got to put some Skinwalker stories out. Oh, hell yeah. Skinwalker, Bigfoot, Wendigo. We got fucking cold weather layering. Yo, I wish I didn't lose... I wish I didn't lose that Bigfoot story because actually... Fuck, man. Mine are yours. Both of ours. (laughs) Dude, we can tell these stories. Dude, we should have like a creepy episode and just tell creepy shit. Because I've got two... I have two genuinely like this actually happened to me no shit stories that are fucked. Yeah, I have like two or three too, so we can like, and I've already told both of them on Instagram through text to speech, but it's it'd be nothing to fucking tell them again because it's like it happened fucking yesterday. Yeah, I told I told both of my like really good stories. Um, I was gonna tell the third one uh, on Instagram when I had like my main account that got kind of big, but you know. That, that, yeah. was like, that was like six accounts ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, if you're not on a fucking, like, IP ban, you can't hang out with us. Dude, I, yeah, I've, I've been IP ban like two or three times. The the yeah. funniest thing was uh, the reason why I got, like, IP ban the first time was because I had, so I had a couple of, like, straight political accounts that I didn't post anything, like, gun-related. Um, right. Both of those got, well, I was on, like, version three when I got my my main IP band, but it ended up just being used for like lurking and stuff. Cause it, it was decent yeah. to comment on stuff. Cause it had like a profile picture. It had posts, had some followers so I could comment on something and people wouldn't be like, Oh, like you just made that account. But yeah. yeah, literally. So, all right, man. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. I think that'll be good. I think you'll be good.